What's going on, guys? Welcome to Shop Talk. My name is Jeff. We're in sync there. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that was perfect. Perfect time. Joined here with Lucas. Hello. And Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Just for reference, Anthony looks the same at 5.30 and 8 a.m. In between there, he actually smiles every now and then. (laughs) But not at 8 o'clock? Or 5.30. Yeah. That's okay. So what's on the menu today? Well, that book. Yeah, so I started reading a book called Double Double You Told Me About. Mm. It's actually really interesting. I used to drink my coffee Double Double. So did yeah. I. Disgusting. Do anymore. Now yeah. I don't even have sugar at all. It's gross. Ever since I started doing keto for like a month, you actually don't realize how sweet everything is until you start going back to sugar again. Yeah, imagine drinking a can of Coke now. Oh, no, like... you probably yak. No. I had a coffee with sugar in it the other day and it tasted like there was... Like I was eating a spoonful of sugar. It's actually crazy. Anyways, um, yeah, so that book, it's called Double Double. Who was the author? Shit, I don't even remember now. Um, I don't remember. Basically, how to, I don't know why it's called Double Double when it says you could triple your business in, or is it double your business in three years? Yeah, double your business in three years or less. But anyways, the first chapter, Oh no. basically, why is there another dog? Charlie, no. No. Um... We're all watching the dog. He's about to book it for the door because the door's left open. Anyways, um, so the first chapter talks about, um, it was titled Vi- uh, Vivid Vision, right? And what it means is have a vision of where you want your company to go in the next five years and how to get it there. No, sorry, not how to get it there. Don't even worry about that. Just have a vision for. <laughs> you guys are trying really fucking hard to hold the dog, eh? But he's ready to go. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, so we're safe now. We're good. We're good. Okay, so sorry. Back to chapter one about the vivid vision. And what an owner of a business needs to do is to have a vision for where he wants his company to be in five years. Not a mission statement. Mission statement is, in my opinion, a board of directors that sit around and come up with a fancy way to say where this company is going to be, but basically write it down on paper and nobody ever looks at it again. A vivid vision is more like coming up with an idea of where you want your company to be and constantly talk about it. And I feel like a lot of people don't do this because they're nervous on what people are going to think. They're going to think you're fucking crazy, like this guy's head's in the clouds, and yeah, so what? That's how your things come to reality, right? Um, yeah, everyone's crazy until something they say actually pans out. Exactly, right? And it's like, for example, like this shop, when we were in the old shop, I knew I had, I like, I wanted to build something pretty cool, and then when the opportunity came up, and... I, didn't, I still didn't have the money to do it. I figured it out with loans and whatever to how could I build my dream shop, right? And then this is what came of it. But I always said, like, I'm going to I'm gonna do a, a crazy shop. I'm going to do something cool. I'm going to do something cool. Like, I see all these ideas from other shops. Like, I'm going to put all these cool ideas all into one, right? 
yeah, sure. Probably a lot of people thought I was full of shit for the longest time. Um, but basically, yeah. So come up with a vision of where you want to be in five years um, and not worry about how to get there. Because if you worry too much about how to get there, you'll never actually speak about your vision. You're actually not going to start working towards it because you're going to be worried about, oh my God, I got to do this. Oh my God, I got to do that. Where if you just keep plugging away at it, all those tasks that you're worried about tend to, I don't want to say figure themselves out, but one step at a time and you climb a mountain type of thing, right? So, um, and I think it's super important for your employees to know what your vision is as well. Because I was talking to Jaluka about this earlier of like where we want to be and like I don't want all the guys in the back to be you know, polishing cars for the rest of their lives or squeegeeing PPF on for the next 20 years. Like, I want everybody to be able to move up. So, like, I spoke to you guys about, you know, wanting to, you know, do multiple locations. Okay, so how do we do that? How do we replicate ourselves? Like, when you have all these, uh, you know, guys in the back like that are doing the actual jobs, how do we, you know, start multiplying? Well, okay, like, I want to move those guys up, so I want them to know, like, Hey, I don't want you to be like, applying PPF for the rest of your life. I want you to be training the team on or the new guys on how to do what you do. So, for example, like Anthony right now runs sales in our shop. Well, how nice would it be for him to be like the trainer for the other sales guys that are going to be running the other shops? So he basically manages that team of sales guys. Then you have John Luca who does PPF and he's training and teaching the team of PPF guys. So he's managing his team of PPFers. We'll call them PPFers. Um, and then you have, you know, guys like Daniel that's teaching guys how to polish and co cars or whatever it may be. But you have, like, it's the same thing with you, for example. You have your marketing guys that you're managing for each location. Like, to me, that's the bigger vision of where to be, like, where I want to be in five years, right? So basically, I don't know, like, how we could like elaborate on this, but fuck, I don't even know how to like explain it, but another example that he gave was to put your vision on a wall, like ideas and basically have, they have them plastered all over the wall on where they want to be. And basically it just keeps reminding you of what, what you're trying to achieve. One of the examples he gave, like this guy, he used to own 1-800-GOT-JUNK, which is a company that started in Vancouver. Um, one of his employees said, you know, I want to have our company name on the side of Starbucks cups. Plastered that on the wall. And he's like, you're, that, you're fucking crazy. How, like, how are you, you going to do that? Next thing you know, somebody from corporate of Starbucks walks in to their 1-800-GOT-JUNK office, whatever, sees that saying on the wall and is like, oh, I can help you guys out with that. And next thing you know, they struck a deal. But if that vision wasn't on the wall, would anything have actually come from that? Yeah, I've been, John Luke and I have been saying we want to paint the wall. What did Dave just put on the wall over there? Make money. What's the second one? It's too far. I can't read it. Make money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't read it. I, I can. I can't see it from here. But I mean, uh, I don't there's a little bit your, more to. Th- I don't want your mom to get mad at me. Oh, uh, something offensive. 
Yeah. I mean, not offensive. My mom gives a shit swearing too much. I'm trying not to swear. I have a clean slate so far. I've only said like three (laughs) things, so (laughs) I gotta keep it that way otherwise, because I swear like a trucker most days. So I don't know. Like, does it help? Does it help you guys feel like you know you have a reason to get up in the morning when you know like what the plan is versus just coming in every day and like. Oh my God, the, today's going to be a thousand phone calls. I'm going to book all these cars in. And then I got to deal with customers. Like, <laughs> I'm basically going through Anthony's day. <laughs> That's the way he comes in in the morning the at 8 a.m. looking very excited. Because uh, oh, Saturday night, uh, you have a hundred phone, missed phone calls. And then you had to Someone come. tried calling on nine o'clock on Saturday. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, really? It's an Crazy. emergency. So we were talking today, like, how you take so many phone calls that you just don't, everyone, like, kind of mushes together. You can't differentiate who you, who's who anymore. Yeah. It's the truth. Even with the CRM and everything, it still, still becomes overwhelming. Imagine without the CRM. Imagine having to use, like, a Google Sheet or something or, like, a pen and paper. Yeah, that was me and customers used to get mad at me saying, Jeff, you never call me back. Uh, 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 I'm trying to keep up. And polish the cards at the same time. You're in alphabetical order in my little <laughs> agenda. <laughs> but back to like your vision, like I don't know. I feel like you could be. I don't want to say be a little bit more productive, knowing what you're working towards. But I feel like when you're working towards any type of goal, um, I don't know. To me, it helps move the progress me a little ticker forward, mm-hmm. like one percent every day. Exactly. But when you don't, don't share your vision with people, your employees are kind of just guessing on, you know, what's the purpose here? Like, what are we doing? Are mm-hmm. we just here to hang out, code as many cars as possible, and then come winter and be all chill again and all back at it next summer again too? Like, there's got to be more to it than that. And that's where I think you have to constantly come up with a new plan and every time like you check a box off it's what's the next time like what's the next kind of goal that you want to work towards and make sure your whole team knows this is what our plan is and sometimes it's going to take time to figure out what that is and you're going to sometime have to backpedal where it's like okay this was the goal we got to it and figured out that's not what we fucking needed so sorry team but yeah and that's fine you guys in the wrong too. direction and yeah it happens how else are you going to find out otherwise hmm so I'm curious to know, like, how you got to figuring out your vision. Maybe you already had your vision subconsciously before reading the book, but now you've read this book, um, maybe not entirely through, but it's introduced you to this concept. So now how, what, what's your next step? How do you vocalize this, this uh, vision? How do you get everyone on board or not. Maybe they're not into that. I don't know how I don't know what it says. Yeah, I, I think read it. it. I think it's gonna be a process of like breaking down that vision and like essentially giving everybody updates too on like where you're at with it. Um But I think you have to like even apply it not just for like, okay, where I want the whole business to go. You could even apply it to like on a weekly basis, like, hey guys, this is what we have going on. We need to get 
you know, these ones done, these ones done, these ones done by a certain date, so we could get onto these ones. So that's kind of like your vision for the week, mm. right? So I think I think we have to break it down like even smaller, um, and then basically as I you know put things in play to be able to you know get us to the next step of you know a second location, third location, whatever it may be, have the whole team on board with along the whole kind of process, the whole journey. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the, at the end of the day, it, it makes them feel like they're part of something as well. Um, and in my opinion, they'll work a little bit harder to help achieve that overall goal as a company, right? Um, if they see the three of us, you know, working hard toward that goal, they're going to pitch in their, you know, two cents as well to kind of help out. I so would like- you almost break it down like you have your overall goal maybe it's a five-year three-year or whatever and then do you break it down like yearly monthly well like how do you chop that up into bite-sized things because you like you said you could be you could have this goal have no idea how to actually achieve it but if you don't have like some kind of action plan how do you actually get there yeah and i think you're you're gonna need to put deadlines on things too but like it's hard to say because like did I ever really imagine getting to the point where it's like, okay, Australian Pro, for example, we launched PPF. Yeah, we knew for years that we wanted to get into the PPF game, um, even just for our shop, because we were subcontracting it for the longest time. Did I ever really think that, okay, yeah, slowly we'll get, you know, John Luca on board with PPF. Like, he, this was basically a year and a half ago. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. I, I think it's, it's pretty interesting. I, I'd be uh, down to learn that. And now all of a sudden he's doing all the training for us. Mm-hmm. And like, in my opinion, he turned into a fucking badass installer now. Like he puts a lot of guys that have been doing it for years. Uh, like I'll put his work up against anybody right now. Um, I mean, don't worry around. There's still odds and ends. Like you got to show him, like you'll like kind of pay attention to this or whatever. Um, you need to have an eye for it, obviously. But like, did I ever envision him becoming like the trainer for Strand Pro Kavacha for us? Like, no, yeah, but it kind of like came up and it's like, okay, well, we need a trainer and Jung's badass now and I could use him because like we control his schedule. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for what, like now that he's training people across Canada, what does it take for him to train our own staff on how to do PPF? Mm-hmm. If you think about it, backtrack the last three years, you might've already had like a vision in your, mind that you didn't necessarily vocalize like you jumped off the tools during that period of time and look what happened to you over the past three years you also got less hands-on now look what you've been able to do over the last three years do you think it would have been any different if you were to say hey this is the plan um more structured like, if you look at now, let's say your vision is that multiple locations. Well, that's like a broad vision. So if you say five years from now, how many locations do you want to have? Let's say you want three. Okay, so how do you get five years? Now you have this span of time. How do you get three locations? Well, maybe you got to open the first one within the first two years. You got to work backwards. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want your three locations in five years and figure out, okay, so five years from now, I'm going to have three locations. What do I need to do to have the three and kind of 
work backwards from timelines up to your five years, mm-hmm. right? So I guess where, where you're kind of going with is figure out how to open up your second one and then basically, I think once you open your second one, like this is maybe not everybody's on this level, but I think once you open your second one, then it's very easy to copy paste that same formula in multiple locations. Yeah, because you've done it already. The first one was like, okay, you started with yourself. You're not going to go do that for the second one. No. You're not going to go back to no. a mop, a, a bucket and a vacuum and the scion. And well, it's like opening up restaurants. Like, what, what do restaurants do? When they open up a new location, they get the staff from, like, the first location to come in and run. Train. Yeah, and they, they're manage. there. And then they're training and whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then you slowly... But then who stays back at the first location in the restaurant setting? So you you hire more to mm-hmm. fill those spots knowing that you're going to, so you're planning to let your experienced guys go to the new one. Mm-hmm. And you have guys stay back. And, and you've so pretty, they already you pretty hire. much started to play that out. Yeah, so they hire more guys. Their, their experienced staff trains those guys. Then the experienced staff leaves. Because the they train those older, other people to stay at the other location. Or they alternate. I'm pretty sure, like, my buddy works for the keg or whatever. He said when they opened up the new one, he was alternating between the two. Hmm. Jumping back and forth. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, and you could do that, too. Like, at the end of the day, is the second location going to, like... It's not going to operate any different. No, but is it going to be, like, as busy as this one? Maybe not. So, like, you could have one tent guy or one PPF guy that's jumping back and forth between locations. Sorry. Jumping back and forth between locations, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, to your point, the first one, it was kind of like feeling it out. Like, you don't even know what roles you need. You didn't know you needed this person in the front. You don't know that you need two guys in the back, three guys in the Like, you don't know. Five so guys you feel it out back. on the first one. But if the vision is to have multiple locations, well, then the goal should be to figure out that first location, you know, as soon as possible and get it running smoothly to the point where you can focus on the second one. Mm-hmm. So it seems like we're doing that right now. Yeah, but I feel like there's still you're always gonna have hiccups. It's just a but matter. But if you let every little hiccup slow you down, then you're never gonna. No, make and like that jump to the next one. And that's what I was about to say. Like this location, I'm not saying we have to have it to 100 percent before you open the second one because the second one's never going to open because I don't think you're ever going to hit 100%. Never get perfect. No. So, like, that's what I was about to say. Like, I want this one jamming at, like, 80%. Um, we have most of the things figured out and then basically pull a trigger on the second one mm-hmm. because otherwise, in my opinion, you'll have what's called failure to launch and just you have all these ideas and you're trying to mitigate as many problems as possible, but you just fail to launch that project because you're always worried about the how. Like I was talking about earlier, don't worry about how to get it done. Just fucking start doing it. So when you say eighty percent, what do you think the stra- what do you think the stragglers are? How do you audit that to find the stragglers to get to the point where you want it, where you think it should be? I I think those are going to be problems that are going to arise. Uh, for example, like how we're trying to weed out like the detailing side of it. Like we kept saying, like. Yeah, like we need to do this. We need to do this. We need to ma- maintain our customers' cars, but then we're having issues with just figuring out how to get those stupid small jobs done. When we have so many like way bigger jobs in the shop that, that or that are still sitting outside waiting to get done, and yet we're pushing them aside to do these little maintenance stuff. And it's like, okay, well, what do you do? We're like, do we just 
stop doing this stuff. And I was thinking about that the other day, like, okay, you know, we need to maintain our, our current clientele's cars because um, otherwise they'll go somewhere else and then that person that's maintaining them will sell them on coatings and and PPF and other things and they're, they're not going to come back to us for that. But when I'm looking at how busy everything is, is that actually happening? That's what's happening in my head, but it's not really what's happening here. People are still coming back. We're still jammed. So it's like, what do we do with this detailing thing now? Do we continue trying to do detailing or do we scrap that and let them go somewhere else to, you know, wash and vacuum wipe down their cars and we just focus on the bigger jobs? I don't know. Like It's tough, right? Because especially you started with that. So letting go of that to make room for new things, it's tough. And my old clientele always gives me shit for it too, right? Mm. Where they're like, you know, oh, Jeff, you know, you used to come to my house and clean my car. I understand you can't come to my house anymore, but I still want to come to you to do it. And it's like, oh, shit, man. Like, you see, like, how many times we push you back or whatever. Mm -hmm. or like, a simple job that should take, like, interior vacuum, wipe down, and wash should take no more than two hours. Yet their car is here all day. And sometimes we have to call them and tell them, fuck, sorry, we didn't have the chance to get to it. And it's kind of heartbreaking, too, because it's like, if it weren't for y people like you when I was starting out, none of this would have been possible. So you want to do everything in your power to kind of, like, still cater to them. Yeah, they want to vacuum wipe down, so we want to get you in. Because you want to, you care about them, right? So how do you let that go to make room for all this, everything else that's going on, it's tough, right? Like, yeah, I'm and sure a lot of shops are in the like, same position too, right? I looked at other, like we, I tried to open a business in the past, uh, like a, a van that has, you know, the wash water tank, everything in it, go house to house, go to my clients and do their cars. But then, then there became like issues with scheduling and, and the guy that was running the van wasn't doing the same job that I used to do. And they're like, Jeff, you know, it's not the same anymore. So, like, that became a whole headache to manage, and basically, it's a break-even business. You're doing it just to keep your customers happy, but yet, they're not happy because it's not me anymore going to do their car, or it's not the same, whatever it may mm -hmm. be. So, it's like, what do you do? You're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Is there times where you could tell your clientele, like, sorry, the business has changed? Like, do businesses do that when you get to a certain point? It's like, okay, we don't no, no longer do these small jobs anymore. I don't know. Look at a... a it's like you have to. Eventually. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, think of, like, a landscaping company, for example. Like, they started off, you know, going house to house, cutting grass, and then eventually they build up a, a, a big business that they're doing, like, commercial properties and stuff like that. Like, is Buddy still going to come and cut your backyard for 50 bucks? Like, Probably I, I, not. Yeah, I don't know. Like, unless does that guy still do that? Do, unless they build uh, the framework to have, like, a sub, uh, I guess, like, a division of the business just for that. Yeah. You know, that's where you could almost have this experienced guy managing this team to just do uh, in uh, residential lawn care. But then this guy has now moved up to do the big commercial stuff. You know, you can apply that to this business maybe. But the problem is you just need a way bigger space. Like, And that's the thing. When you start looking at price per space on what each bay can make you doing PPF coatings, other things, you don't want to fill it with something that's going to cost you. Uh, basically. 
at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. It's not like we don't want to do this for you. It's like we will most probably lose money by doing this for you. And you will. Like, a lot of guys don't look at it that way. But back in the day when I used to go house to house, I had no overhead. So I could do those two-hour vacuum wipe-downs for 80 bucks or whatever it was. Build now tr- You build trust, uh, low barrier to entry, getting yeah. a clientele. Or maybe that's the thing right there that you could explain. Like, a lot of our clientele are business owners, too. And I could just straight up tell them, look, unfortunately, now I have way more overhead. I got to pay Anthony to sit there and talk to you about, you know, getting your car vacuum wiped down. Then I got to bring it in and take the spot of that, you know, a bigger paying job could be being done in that spot. Plus play an employee. Your $80 is not even covering my costs anymore. So Mm. it's like, I can't, what do you do? Right? That's it. Yeah. I don't know. Got a little off topic there with that one, but I mean, yeah, it's a whole... Those are basically like, I think we're going on about issues that we're facing now. But anyways, I think back to your question of like, what do you do with those other 20% of issues that are going to come up? I think you you kind of figure them out as you go and then you implement them across the board to all your locations. Yeah. How how would you go about getting from here? Let's say we're at 60% and you want to get to 80%. How do you audit to figure out where what's missing and or like what's slacking, and then how do you tackle that to kind of get to that point? Um, okay, for example, if we use our shop right now, we do PPF in house. We don't do tint in house. We buy our own film, we give it to a tinter, and he installs it. So I know that I need to have already had one of our guys trained, but we've just been busy with putting them on like polishing jobs and coatings. Um, I need to get him up to speed to, you know, start plotting our own tent, installing our own tent in-house so that he could get good at it and then start teaching other guys on how to do tent. So, I like, for example, that's going to move the percentage right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, coatings and, and polishing is pretty straightforward on how to teach somebody that. I think that we already have figured out. Um. I don't know. What other issues do we really have in our shop? Like, to me, you guys have the scheduling figured out and, like, maybe just on how to process cars quicker. I don't know. Like, I I think right now one of the biggest issues is that we have more jobs than time in a day. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, I don't want these guys having to work late every single night. It becomes annoying, like... They want to go home early, like on time as well. Yeah. So are we booking too much or are we not achieving enough or we're not getting enough done in a day? That's, it's tough because like we we're trying to figure this out a couple of weeks ago, like because every job takes different amount of time, it's so hard to figure out where does your schedule get capped in a week. You have, you know, for a fact you have, X amount of employees for X amount of hours per week. How do you assign each job uh, an allowance if yeah, you will, of, time. of time when something comes up? You know, oh, these scratches aren't coming out as easy as I thought they would. thought it could get out with a single stage, now I got to do a two-stage. Boom, adds three hours. Eh, two. Yeah, stuff stuff like that. You know, I, it's I like, think that you, how I don't, 
But that's always going to happen. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's going to be something that you're not going to be able to avoid. Um, but I think it comes down to also like, like I was saying, having those morning meetings and like ha- talk to the guys in the back and be like, here's my vision for the day on what we need to achieve to keep us on schedule. Mm. Like personally, I don't think you're over scheduling right now. Like there's a lot coming in, but I don't think it's too much. Cause when I stay late to help move things forward, it gets done. Like we somehow managed to get majority of the jobs done on time. Right. Um, like last week was a shit show, but everything made it out. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just a matter of everybody pitching in and getting the jobs done. So I don't think like, I think right now, like, like the way that we're scheduling it is pretty good. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's really a system to, or you just kind of eyeball it and figure out like what can be done. Well, I know based on what's coming in when you, you know, you can have a car here two to three days and then add PPF, Tim, whatever, and you're now it's three, four days and only one person can be there. So there's one guy done for, you know, two or three days. So you get three, four cars, you have three, four guys. Mm. There's your, almost your whole week. Yeah. So then I try to. Okay. But then you think, okay, what about the cure time and stop being touched? So then they can so, start another yeah. car. You know, and then once that's curing, then you go back to the original car. There's overlap, yeah. So in theory, if it's a coding polishing job, technically, each person could do three a week. Yeah, in theory, yeah. But again, I think it comes down to. Every morning, going over with the guys what needs to be achieved in that day. Mm-hmm. I think going back to like the whole vivid vision thing is uh, making sure that your team sees. Here visualize, f- visualize five years, visualize the day. Yeah, it starts with today, right? One foot in front of the other. Eventually, mm-hmm. climb a mountain. I like that one. Yeah. It's like, remember uh, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother. You remember that from Mm-mm. Cool Runnings? And he's looking, he's like, one day I'm going to live in this house. And it's a mansion. And the guy's like, unless you're ma- planning to marry the, the queen, that's Buckingham Palace. <laughs> but that was his vision. He wanted to live in that palace. Did he get there? No, he never did. Because, hello, it's Buckingham Palace. He says, Don't worry, one day you get your palace. You never know. Yeah, exactly. But he put it up on the little mirror there. Yeah, so where are we going to put our wall? John Luke and I have been saying every day we gotta paint something. We gotta paint something. Uh, hello, we have a big blank wall right there. Yeah, but we put visions up there. Yeah, I, I mean, want to see shrimp on the side of a Starbucks cup. <laughs> I want to see your face on the side of a Starbucks cup. Just, just the mustache and like this, like some type of. Uh, yeah, if you're going with that as a brand. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or here's a better one: we get in that grocery store. That. Uh, you recognized in mm. get on their reusable bags or something or on their uniforms that was actually really funny in the middle of nowhere this kid recognized me from what we do on Instagram hey you're the guy that you have the shop yeah you do like little reviews in your shop of the cars that come in you should yeah. have said leave this job man come come with me come in my car bring you to the shop a little weird. Give you a job. <laughs> you don't want to be bagging groceries your whole life. Come on. 
come with me, little boy. That's come on. A, that's a little weird. I have candy. <laughs> I mean, the kid was probably like 17. Uh, yeah. I, well, maybe I don't know. Anyways. Cool. Hopefully that kind of helps. Yeah. Cue right. the I mean, music. Oh, yeah. Take one thing. Tell people your vision. I think when you don't say be embarrassed stuff, about it. it. When you say stuff aloud, it's, the probability of you actually achieving it is just way higher. Yeah, because you already said you're going to do it, and you don't want to look like a fucking idiot. Not even that. Like, so go and do it. When it's when you're always saying it, you start to create that reality. Yeah, you know, I think that's you should try that. You know, manifestation. If you believe in that stuff, um, I think you're already doing that. But you'd be surprised just writing goals down or vocalizing them. You need to make sure you're saying it and actually going out and doing it. Not just saying you're going to do it and fucking go home and play PlayStation. Like, that's (laughs) not going to help. What if your goal is to become a professional PlayStation player? That's different. Just remember, if you ain't first, you're last. (laughs) That's right. And if you ain't tuning to Shop Talk every single Wednesday, then you're not here. I could say whatever I want about you, and you wouldn't even know. But... I got no bad things to say about you. I wish you were here. If you're not, next Wednesday, 5.30, Shop Talk, live on Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, SoundCloud, or else, here, Shop Talk. See ya.